Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. Uh, I find it very interesting that you're uh, looking for some kind of leverage against us. Uh, some of the more wealthy patrons here. I uh, might be interested. Perhaps get the dog collar off from around your neck. Yes, I'd love that. I need that. The guy comes out of the stall and then Miller, who is like just standing over there watching this happens. You just like rush over and grab him by the like lapels and slam him against the wall. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, oh, what what do you want? Want I believe I just told you what I want. Uh, you need to stop fixing the fight. F forget I was ever here. Uh, Green, you know what to do. From your hand where you're holding his lapel, like uh, this biomass kind of like shoots out into his neck and he's like, oh, what? And then suddenly it starts changing to this like deep 
uh, kind of reddish color. And uh, and then eight more. Uh, yeah, like eight more come out and they like wrap around this guy's head, crush it and pull it into your hand. Uh, Grin. Why what? would you? You Grin. said you said I knew what to do. I, I did. Grin. I did what you wanted. He's taken care of. For a second, we're sitting in this posh office. It looks very similar to Clarence's very nice room. And sitting behind this massive, massive desk, like 10 feet long, like six feet deep, like just ridiculous desk and a huge chair is Kaiser Rex. And on the desk, there is a cube. Uh, It's kind of a glass looking cube, but it has sort of this rainbow pearlescence to it. And Clarence's hand is on it. And when he takes his hand off, all of a sudden he realizes that he doesn't really know who he is. And then Kaiser stands up and he's like, excellent, we have a deal. And with this, you will become a prized fighter, I am sure. Doc, like, pushes the gate open. It immediately falls on the ground and clangs. And then he just kind of, like, pushes his way out of the boxes and stuff. He's, like, trying to be stealthy, but he keeps accidentally bumping things. He, like, stands up, you know, in his all-white suit with his big cowboy hat. And, and Oh, it's not white anymore. It's really dusty. It's really, you look gross. And uh, and the, the kitchen staff just kind of, like, turns to you, and they're like, what the hell? 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 Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dust World, Neon City an actual play podcast where we use a game, Dust World RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what, we got the smogs going to choke you out. Have our cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's going to help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee. He gets you sorted. But secretly, he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here, we got his right-hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well, then you're in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Neon City. Well, I do not believe this is the way to the bathroom. I do believe I'll just see myself out. Okay, roll sway someone. All right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, seven. Yeah. Nine. Okay. So. Okay. You have to prove it to them somehow. <laughs> okay. He's going to do the thing where, uh, like before, he's going to pretend like he's really drunk and he's going to be, well, you know what? He will make a fool of himself. Okay. To sell it. He will like. You know, knock some boxes over. He will like, you know, um, kind of stumble and grab a bottle of wine and kind of like just upend it into his own mouth. Um, just kind of like make a look like a drunken fool. Awesome. I think yeah. uh, I think to to sell it, Grin is like making barfing noises too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's really confusing everyone because you're like drinking. They're like. 
is this guy a ventriloquist? Uh, I think that the sh- the chef like looks over at you and he's like, "What the hell? Get out of my freaking kitchen! What do you think you're doing, you stupid drunk person? Hey, hey, get I'm him out of here right of, now! All these I'm high rollers think they the can bathroom. do whatever they want because they got some money and they like the peoples and they get out of my kitchen." Uh, I'm taking this bottle of wine. <laughs> And, it's fine uh, now. <laughs> two, two kind of burly uh, guys that are, you know, like cooks and doing like just whatever in the kitchen. Just like come over and start like pushing you out. And they push you like right out of the out of the door uh, into like the dining room where all of the like fancy schmancy people are. So you come out and, you know, you you're in your nice suit. You're covered in soot. You're acting kind of drunk. You got a bottle of wine in your head hand. Uh, you're definitely losing rep points and gaining the reputation of being that random drunk Texas cowboy guy. Although Texas doesn't exist anymore, but no, (laughs) as soon as he is out of the public eye is going to text, um, silent Monday back and say, you know, all right, where, where are you? Where can I meet you? All right. Uh, Monday is after getting the message going to say uh, heading back to the locker rooms. Do you need to uh, want to meet me there or do you have a place in mind? Um, he says anywhere is fine. I think as that happens, you get a notification on your uh, watch slash phone device uh, that Silent Monday's El Tigre has a fight coming up. Miller's going to go ahead and call Monday. Okay. Uh, probably video call, right? Because Monday yeah. can't talk. <laughs> uh, so you're like walking briskly down the hall or are you staying in one spot? He's definitely briskly walking down the hall. He wants to, well, he wants to know what he's getting into. He knew he was probably going to have to get him into a fight, but um, just to okay. kind of check it out. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the way that we establish the phones work, if you hold your hand out, a display is projected from your bracelet onto your hand. So you can sort of video phone that way where you'll see him on your hand and the video camera is kind of on your wrist. Or if you hold it the other way, like a wristwatch, it will project as a hologram. Uh, obviously, that's less private. That's that's all right. He's going to keep the, uh, the charade up. Well, 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 El Tigre, who are we fighting today? I think at that, uh, El Tigre is going to look and see who he's currently matched up with. So I think uh, you're matched up with uh, a man called the Wolf. I think at that, the uh, three wolf moons going to appear on his chest. Ah, the wolf. Uh, a formidable opponent, to be sure. Be sure to give him your best. Where should I meet you after the fight? Uh, is this like a multi-day event, or...? Um, so the fights are kind of always going. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when you go to, uh, like a, a bar that has, like, MMA and stuff. Like, they just, every... You know, every night they have an MMA set going. So there's probably like three or four fights happening this evening. You're one of them. That's what you paid to get on the books. Um, But you probably won't fight uh, the Psychomancer tonight. Usually he's a a one one fight guy at this point because he's at the top of the food chain now. 
Okay. Uh, I think uh, El Tigre is going to message his handler and say, let's meet up at the... Uh, well, they get like a room, right, afterwards, so El Tigre can yeah. kind of rest. We'll meet up mm -hmm. at the room after the fight. Uh, well, to be sure, to be sure. Good luck. And he... Um, Miller kind of grimaces as he closes the phone out, kind of like smiling for everyone. But um, I... Um, Miller can communicate telepathically with, uh, Grin, right? I don't know. Uh, I don't think Grin is in your brain, uh, unless you let him in. And I don't, because I don't think it's, it's it could be like a, yeah, I think it's like a two-way street. If you let him in to communicate, he could take control at some points as well. All right. He's going to find a, But you um, could whisper to him, like, he could hear you. It's probably going to be pretty loud in there, so he'll just whisper like, Grin, I hope you realize that we put ourselves in a lot of danger. Oh, don't worry. You live in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I don't know. That's the point. Well, definitely find the security room so we can make sure that there's no surveillance of that bathroom. <sighs> Fine. No more killing, unless I say it's all right. Explicitly. Fine, fine. All right. Uh, in that case, uh, Doc immediately goes to look for the security room, hoping that he's not already too late. Okay. Uh, as you go to look for the security room and Monday is heading back to the locker room, we're going to cut back to Clarence. Clarence, you're sitting in this uh, healing pod holding this card have you read it or like watched the video yet i'm gonna start too so clarence as you hold up the hollow disc and begin to play it back this is what you hear uh hello me uh you might be wondering why am i sending myself a message uh the answer is that uh you probably don't remember making this um, just like I don't remember making the disc I sent myself last time. This is getting a bit repetitive. Uh, I, I don't, you are probably wondering who you are, as am I. I, I know I'm Clarence. Uh, I know that my last name is Wells. Um, I know that a well is something that you get water from. I remember something distinctly about, uh, Red Earth. Maybe I'm from there. Maybe I'm some Red Earther. But then, I also don't know what a Red Earth is. Uh, sounds, uh, foreboding, but comforting. But also, like, nonsense. What isn't nonsense is that I'm pretty sure that our handler has our memories, uh, stuffed in a cube. And I'm pretty sure, also, just from little hearsay here and there, that he has some dealings going on in the chromatic heavens. Uh, somebody wants to get close to the sun, I guess. And, uh, he thinks he has the goods to get in with that set. Well, good for him, but where's my damn memories? So, uh, you won't remember this, because I'm about to go in, and, uh, it'll probably go poorly, 
If it doesn't, uh, you won't get this, because uh, I'll uh, have gotten out of here. But uh, if you do get this, then you know it went poorly. And Clarence, you sit in this gel. I imagine, you know, after watching this, how, how do you feel? Why do I have a feeling I'm always getting in these kind of positions where I'm somebody's lapdog? I'm getting a little sick and tired of it. If I go to him, he's just going to erase my memory again. But this time, I'm going to need to keep that memory if I want to know what this Icarus is. So I'm going to have to play it nice, but not suspiciously nice. Hmm. I guess it's time for the heel to turn corporate. Awesome. I think with that, we cut over to Silent Monday. Um, Monday, af after like getting the notice that your fight is about to start in five minutes, I think you've been running, like falling butt the whole way back here. Um, and so you like enter the the locker room and you're kind of like out of breath a little bit uh and walking into the locker room is the guy who sets up the fight uh the pit lord he's like what are you doing i thought i told you to be ready uh el tigre is going to shoot him a thumbs up while trying not to double over for breath and uh kind of make it seem like he's ready to go He's also going to pop up a uh, sorry bathroom text on his chest. Oh, well, this will make an interesting fight then. Huh? You know what I mean? Anyway, I don't care. So get out there. Uh, if you die, more money for me. So, you know, you, you decide whatever you want to do. Uh, I'm going to be in the stands and, uh, you know, cashing some 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 of them wagers. So good luck. And uh, and as you stand there, you see kind of. Uh, a man in a a cloak uh kind of like at the opposite door um maybe like 20 or 30 feet away from you um these doors lead to kind of these walkways that will enter you into the uh the stadium from different sides and um you can't really see much of him uh but he is a bit older a little grizzly looking and when you like look over his file it basically like you can watch some of the videos and stuff and you see he's got some sort of ability to push and pull things. Uh, you don't know if it's using wind or magnets or if he has telekinesis or what, but uh, that seems to be his shtick. And usually they put him in a arena that is extra dangerous. I think Monday is going to try and read a tell and see if he could get a feel for a, uh what his power might be. Awesome. I like it. Do it. So reading a tell, uh, it says when you scrutinize a person or try to glean insight, roll plus instinct. All right. I got and an eight. It, it allows you to ask some questions. So what are you going to ask? You get to hold one or ask one question. Tell me your secrets, Mr. Wolf. Also kind of how he does to invoke this is he's going to, uh, uh, Monday is going to toss a water bottle to the wolf kind of as a friendly gesture and just see uh, well, he's not expecting it. See what he does. From 30 feet away. Yep. 
Do you like full on pitch it? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. Uh, so <laughs> Monday like kicks, uh, you know, like a bench that has a water bottle on it and it flips up in the air and he catches it in one motion, like arches his arms back like he's throwing a football and just whew, lets it rip. And it comes flying, I think, right past uh, the pit lord who kind of like ducks back out of the way. It's like, oh, crap. And the thing is like spinning. And, you know, this is very anime. So the the camera is locked onto it as it's spinning like towards the camera. And like then the camera quickly pans as it passes. And uh, and you just see that the water bottle like just get caught in midair right before it hits him. And then he uses one thumb to bust off the top of the, the bottle and then like drink it. And then he crunches the bottle and tosses it right into the garbage. And he's like, thanks. And El Tigre is going to shoot him an epic uh, thumbs up to that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, thanks. I was feeling quite parched. Um, and as far as what secrets are they hiding? I think what you see is that he's wearing some sort of cybernetic suit as well. Well, that's some insight for uh, old Monday there. I guess Monday is going to get in a position and wait till the match begins. Okay, so as you guys uh, wait in position, um, you're standing in front of, you know, this big metal door. And with that, we're going to cut back to Doc. Uh, Doc, after uh, some kind of like wandering about and looking for signs, and obviously they don't put on the, you know, on the, side of the wall like hey here's the security booth so you kind of had to like talk up some people walk back and forth and you already know how to get into the back because you you were in the back kind of rooms for the casino for the fighting and meeting the pit lord uh, and so you walk into the back and the guy who you saw last time sees you and just opens the door uh, and then as you're wandering these back halls you do find the room. What are you going to do? Like, there's people in there obviously using the room right now. Mm, how many? Two. Uh, okay. You know what? Um, Miller is going to stand outside the door and he's going to use one of his creature features, uh, search party, to survey the inside of the security room and have Grin do some recon. Okay. See if he actually needs to go in there. Sure. You, you get a plus one. Oh, right. Twelve. Nice. Which got you plenty. Uh, so you All can right. ask two questions. How about uh, what is of use or value value to me here? And um, what's my uh, I think probably the what's my best way to break in? OK. Um. So. As you like, do you, okay, what does it look like? Because you're like in the hallway, right? These are basically concrete hallways, you know, fluorescent lights above. Uh, there's not really like seating in the area or anything. So what does it look like? Are you just kind of like leaning against the wall, like, you know, dropping <laughs> dropping little eggs on the floor that, that turn into grinlings and crawl under the door? Um. I really like that imagery of eggs. It just, it's sort of like the skin on his fingers is dripping off. And from these little, these little eggs uh, hatch on the floor and grow little itty bitty spider legs with like an eye coming out of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they're more 
tentacly, like kind of oh, like sure. a little baby squid almost. Um, yeah. And so these little like squid arms kind of like slide them under the door and they're because they're sort of like this squid type creature they can like get really flat so even though the door is like super thin on the bottom uh like it's not a problem for them to enter um do you think you just have one or like a few enter oh no there's several definitely several definitely creepy then uh Yeah. yeah so the room is dark as they enter and I think they try to go for height. So they start climbing up the walls and they're on the ceiling watching. Um, and and so for the first question, which is what is useful or valuable to me, I think as they look around, um, the most useful thing that they notice is that there's no cameras in any of the bathrooms. Okay. Uh, and then I think the other useful thing that they notice is that there are cameras posted outside of bathrooms. Oh. Also, I saw you walk in. Too. Right. And never come out. <laughs> well, and neither did the the guy in the the uh um the guy who was trying to fix the games. Yeah, the guy who's now dead. Oh god. The, the, um, the Esper. Um and then how to like your best way in. Uh let's see. I think from like looking around you think that uh, you could, if you could get them out of there, that would be your best bet. Uh, you also see that there is like a card scanner, like sort of R- RFI chip sort of reader type device on the door. Uh, uh-huh. You think you might be able to break into that if you need to, or if you stole a card of a security guy, you could use that to get in as well. I feel like that's probably... Um... That's probably going to be the best idea right now is to get people, get them out of there. Um, So Doc is thinking to himself, how, you know, how, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Doc is going to start a small fire and (laughs) in the back room so that they will be forced to evacuate. Okay. Um, Are there sprinkler systems? Definitely. This is underground. They would definitely have to have stuff like that. Uh, also, oh, the walls are everything's made out of concrete, too. Um, and probably I think the other thing is there would there would need to be like fire doors, right? Because you yeah. wouldn't want the fire to spread. So you might like light a fire and just get trapped in, oh, no. <laughs> in the section where the fire is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. That's a kibosh your plan. I mean, you can certainly try. If the dice are with you, you know, anything is possible. Uh, well, why don't we say while you're doing this, we will cut back to uh, Clarence. Sure. Okay. So, Clarence, you just, like, finished watching this video and sort of reacting to it. What are you doing now? I'm going to try and see if I can't get a meeting in with my boss. Uh, I think at at that thought... Tuck enters the room and he taps on the like outside of this pod and the like, do you open the pod door? Yeah. So the pod door kind of like rolls open. Uh, By the way, am I healed? Yes. <laughs> so not not your sanity, uh, but but all of your harm. So, yeah, Tuck's like, 
Hey, uh, boss, I got the meeting with, uh, you know, the head cheese. Um, did you want to record any videos or anything? Uh, you got your hollow disc you could use if you want to just, you know, snap out. I'm fine, out. Turk. I'm fine. I think I've got this covered. Uh, okay. You, you've been making my name all messed up a lot recently. Did, did you get, like, a head wound? Uh, I don't know what you mean, Kurt. I'm good. Yeah, I liked you better before. Maybe this will be better for you. Uh, you got a you got a meeting with the boss. Uh, do you want to use the wheelchair, or are you walk in, or what? Oh, I I I'm good at this point. I think I can uh, more or less walk myself. Okay, and uh, he leads the way to the elevators that will lead you up to like the higher levels where your boss is. Um, so you guys get on the elevator, like you walk past several uh, security guards and they, you know, they kind of like, some of them are a little bit um, school girly. Like they're, they're like fans of yours. And they're like, Oh, Hey, look, it's, it's psychomancer. Hey, uh, Hey, psychomancer. Could, uh, could you sign my laser gun? And he, like, holds his laser gun out to you. <laughs> yes, I welcome your hate. I know you love and despise me. I know you've cost so many credits, and yet I continue to win. <laughs> and I uh, just sign it. Yeah, you're a real jerk. <laughs> I just wanted to put your name on here so I knew who to kill. Thanks, man. And he puts his gun in his holster. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then you, you come out of the elevators at the top. Uh, also, the elevator, these elevators are super nice, you know, like they, you know, beautiful metal like ceiling that's reflective. And then there's all mirrors on the inside with these pillars and it just looks and feels super posh. Uh, you come out and there's a marble floor and just the most beautiful room. Um, there's like a small hallway and a couple annex rooms and then sort of this main sitting room. And then they have a a view, what seems like a view, but there's even like wind coming from it. But if you before have, uh, well, you might not remember this, but as you get too close, you realize that it's actually a projection and that you could like walk through the hologram. And then it's just like, like, you know, like a work breezeway on the other side where, where they can like bring in stuff or the kind of the mechanical room, if you will. Um, so as you enter, there's uh, a couple of people here, um, you know, kind of like working with him and stuff. And then also your handler. And he's like, oh, uh, hey there, Psychomancer. Great job on your last match. I, I like how you used our rope oak technique. That worked really well. Great job. So uh, we got another meeting with the boss. Uh, things seem to be going really well. Uh, why don't we, why don't you come on in? And uh, Tuck stops there and kind of like waits and they basically don't let him like down the hallway. And so this guy takes you the rest of the way down the hallway. Um, and you guys sit down on like a big round couch and you guys are sitting at one side and then the boss is sitting at the other. There's a table in the middle. Um, and he is like, excellent job this evening. Psychomancer. Uh, you know, next time maybe, Maybe just uh, follow my orders a little bit quicker. Felt a little bit of lag there, you know, like maybe you were having second thoughts. Did uh, you know that he was cheating? 
Oh, no, but who cares? That bastard. How did he cheat? That's what I heard the rumor was. He was cheating. Where did you hear this rumor? No, just down in the pits. Hmm. I guess people really are desperate to knock me off my pedestal at this point. Yes, well, if you're losing at the right moment, it could make somebody very wealthy. Mm, yes. Anyway, I, uh, I think I owe you an apology now. Uh, I, oh. I probably shouldn't have, uh... The, uh, bit the hand that fed too much over the order. And that that uh, that waste wasn't uh, wasn't cut out for this. He doesn't know the moves. He was gonna get somebody hurt, somebody who matters, you know, like me or even one of the lesser ones. <laughs> so, yes, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I guess I uh, I had you pegged you wrong. I thought you were just going for the blood, but. You are trying to look out for me, aren't you? And he kind of pauses for a moment and like looks at you thoughtfully. He's like, I mean, you've attracted quite a crowd and I like it. So, uh, yes, I, I like to hedge my bets, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. You know, I think uh, I, this is uh, the beginning of a beautiful friendship, right? Sure. Yeah, it's the beginning, and I'm going to try and read his mind. <laughs> awesome. Uh, roll read a tell. Please, for the love of God. What did I roll? Oh my God, you got a 12. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> All right. You got a 12. Excellent. I feel the power. Uh, so, two questions. Uh, what secrets are they hiding, and what hidden valuables do they have? Awesome. Uh, so what secrets are they hiding? Holy shit, dude. This guy's hiding so many secrets. We're going to need to be more specific. <laughs> uh, I want to know about Icarus. Okay. Uh, so you see uh, you see a few different phone calls. And essentially what you glean from them is that he had a heist happen. Uh, and the heist, it, in, it was not in... Um, this district it was in a different district and they came back with something and what they came back with was a small uh, circular container uh, about the size of like a I'd say like a beach ball um, kind of in diameter and about uh, like a foot and a half tall so it's this metal container with all this sort of tech stuff all over it. And um, and you can tell whatever it is, it's frozen. And that there's like like a life signs sort of like EKG thing that's slowly moving on it. Um, and what he says, uh, like basically what he's told is that, you know, this thing is super valuable and that the people upstairs, they they will definitely want this. And what he thinks is like, okay, this is finally my ticket to get out of these slums and to live where I can breathe the air and where, where there's plants and where I can eat food. That's not like recycled and all, all these sort of thoughts. Um, and I think specifically 
like he hasn't opened Icarus, so he doesn't know what's inside exactly. Uh, he just knows that somebody else was trying to steal it. And so he kind of like undercut them um, to to get it before they could. And basically he like weaseled his way into this deal and he's now working with somebody uh, in the the upper echelons to try and get his his sort of way in there. All right. Uh, what hidden valuables do they have? I mean, you kind of just told me, so maybe I guess. Uh, how about what you just told me is kind of what hidden valuables do they have? And then the secret I'm asking about, are they hiding? Is who are they talking to in the spires? Ah, OK, so there is. So basically what you learn is that there is a group called the Octohedron and that they are the ones that really run the city and they do it from the spire. And he has been in contact with one of the octohedron, uh, which you just know as number three. Um, and number three, like the, the person's actual contact uh, who he's been connecting with, um, we will call them Silva. Okay. So I say to him, you know, there was that one albino in the crowd, uh, the stocky one, who was kind of just glowering at me. I really didn't like him. But there was another one who I thought was a little bit more interesting, the one by the guildmaster. Do you know anything hmm. about him? I would have liked to have met him. He seemed a kindred soul. Oh, yes. Uh, he was from... Cervello Corp, he was an envoy class, and I believe, uh, I believe he was from the CL3 batch. So he's a club. Oh, yes, of course. Am I a club? He looks at you and, like, for a moment has a small smile, and he's like, I don't know. I suppose you could be. But you did come from outside of the city, so it's highly unlikely. Mm. Yeah. Shame. Maybe we could have been brothers. Is there any way you can uh, summon him for me? Sure. Just a moment. And he looks over to like one of his attendants and they do this motion with their hand where they kind of like flip it over uh, and start messing with their palm. And they look back at him and kind of like shake their head no and he's like lean over and they whisper something in his ear and you see his face change from like his sort of subtle amusement to like shit <laughs> what the hell's going on and with that we're gonna cut over to miller again uh miller how are you getting in that room what miller is gonna try to do is um Oh, man, I feel like if he gets if he really gets Grin involved, then he's going to have to leave because too many people have seen what he can do. Um, how long um, if Grin were to use the um, hold them down creature mm -hmm. feature? Yeah. Um, how long? How long would that last until you 
fail or something else narratively interrupts it? I think it's probably going to be a better bet just to find a security guard and try to, or, or someone who works down here and try to swipe their um, RFID chip. Yeah, I, you're also, you've lived here for a bit, and I think you have a fair amount of understanding of technology. Like, there's yeah. a chance you could hack into that. Like, okay. it's, it's not necessarily a closed network. They're not the smartest down here because they're running it all off the books, you know? That's um, true. The other thing is Grin is like really capable in that regard as well. Like he's just very intelligent and like is kind of enamored with technology, which is, you know, it's just very interesting to him. I'll ask Grin, uh, Grin, do you think you could uh, have a look at this, see if we can get ourselves in here? Oh, uh. When you say in here, do you mean break into that room or do you mean to digitally try to do something? Get us into that room. Oh, just hack like this, this crappy little RFID scanner. <laughs> of course. You, um, have my, you have my permission. Oh, thank you. Oh, mighty master and feeder of my body. You know what? I really don't need you know. Just cut the crap, Grin. You killed someone today. I you killed. Got, you got. You know what? We wouldn't even be in this mess if it weren't for you. I don't know that he really wanted to be alive. You saw the same memory I did. You know also, what? I'm pretty sure he was a clone. So they'll just probably pull another one and throw him in his place. You know what? The ethics of it. It doesn't matter. All right. You killed someone, and now. We're breaking into a security room to try to cover up what you did. <laughs> you know, you know that that's not what I wanted and you decided to do it anyway. So I think for a second, your arm, like you lose control of your arm and his face slides to the palm and it like uh, looks at you. So to everybody else, it looks like you might be looking at your phone and yeah. he, it comes a little close. And then he says, Oh, Miller. We killed somebody. Don't forget it. Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper whoever's running the game the dm so it's really simple you print it out you and your friends and you can create mayhem for christmas or you can save it it's up to you but we just released it so if you're interested in getting that just head on over to our website and click the download link so that's all for now i hope you are enjoying the show and we'll get on with it so back to the show play on things weird okay bye. bye and then the hand like turns towards the rfid like uh scanner doc suppresses his disgust but let's let's grin look at it uh go ahead and roll hack it fix it or wreck it right 
Nice. 12. All right. So uh, hack it, fix it, and wreck it when you're trying to do any of those things. Uh, you roll this, and it's plus brains. You On a 10 plus, you do what you set out to do. So he, you stick your hand on there, and these little tentacles come out of your hand, but they're kind of hidden because you've like just put your hand on the, the scanner. And they go behind it, pull it up a little bit, and then go inside. And then all, a second later, you hear, tick, and then the door unlocks. Wow. Well, there you Thank have you. it. You're up, chief. All right. <sighs> um, Doc is going to try to sneak in. You said that they were facing away from him. They are. Yep. And okay. it's, But it is dark in here. Uh, and so as soon as you open the door, it's going to be kind of obvious that the door opened. Okay. Um, you know what Doc's going to try to do? He's going to, as he's sneak, trying to sneak into the room, he's going to throw something against the wall outside so that they will walk outside to check it out. Great. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll face danger. All right. Let's face it. Okay. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't spend one last time. I really ought to have. I'm going to go ahead and spend another wild card here to get okay. make that a 12. I think this uh, is really, this is really, really important here. Yeah, it is pretty important. Um, so wild cards, like you usually don't want to spend through them, but he's getting really bad rolls. And the upside of wild cards is you can replenish them. Uh, you just have to spend ex precious experience points. So for two experience points, you can regain one wild card. Um, yeah, so you kind of lean against the wall and throw you know, a handful of change or something uh, down the hallway. And uh, and when the door opens, they they when you open the door, they're like, what the hell? And they kind of like look down the hallway to try and figure out what it is. And... Uh, and at that point, you slide into the door and pull it closed behind you. Um, luckily, whatever uh, whatever Grin had done to the RFID also made it not work for the cards. So yeah, yeah. they're currently locked out. Um, I don't think that they notice because the door is weighted and so it's like meant to close automatically behind them. Uh, they're kind of looking around and you can see them on a monitor like, like picking up, you know, whatever random crap you threw out of your pocket and like trying to figure out what the heck just happened. Uh, so you have a couple of minutes in here. What are you going to do? I'm going to wreck it. Okay. I don't think you need to roll for this. So you're just trying to delete the, the file of you going into the bathroom essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically he's going to pull up the security footage from around that time. You know, I feel like it would be really suspicious if he only deleted the bathroom where the guy ends up, you know, headless. So, uh, you know what? He's just going to wipe it clean. All of the, all of the all stuff of for tonight. He, 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 <laughs> Doc, Doc takes awesome. a comically oversized magnet and just sort of waves it around the computers. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to... Um, <laughs> God. Um... Yeah, he's going to delete all of the footage for that whole hour. Okay. Just I, so that it doesn't I look think like... That that's, that's such a big thing that we... Yeah. I think we do need to roll... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fine. 
If you were just going after like one file or if you even just deleted a few randomly to just kind of throw them off. Uh, but to delete like a whole hour worth of footage and probably yeah. like the backups. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and roll it. Let's see what happens. Nice. Oh, I hack it. All right. So Perfect. So, yeah, you, you guys do that. We're going to cut away while you're doing that. And I think on one of the monitors, you see the... Um, uh, you see the stadium and you see like that Silent Monday El Tigre is about to fight. Uh, also, nice. you notice that there are some controls here for the stadium. Uh, with that, we're going to cut over to El Tigre and you are standing behind this gate. You hear chanting happening. Uh, one gate lifts up and it leaves, you know, sort of this crisscross gate that um, that is kind of like made to look like wood because they're going for this like certain aesthetic. And as you step up to it, that gate starts to raise up slowly and people are chanting like El Tigre, the wolf, the wolf, you know, and like just this, this, uh, you know, total atmosphere of excitement about what's going to happen. Um, El Tigre, is he, you're kind of going for this uh, masked wrestler kind of vibe, right? Yep. Yeah, Luchador. Yeah, Luchador. Um, so are you going to use your weapon? And remember, your weapon, like at least in the last, we had said that it kind of floats over one of your shoulders and looks like essentially like a handle, like a small rod. Uh, kind of kind of um, what it makes me think of is something out of like Tron. And like when you grab it, it becomes your sword or your staff or whatever. Right. I think uh, El Tigre is going to kind of keep that to himself for now. He will draw on it if he needs it. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is, I think you did meditate, so you still have whatever sword key. Yeah, uh, maxed out on sword last. key. So, yeah, they're chanting your name. You start to, like, head out into this uh, stadium. And as you head into the stadium, the stadium itself starts to change. Uh, you see like sand kind of like falling down into these pits as walls of uh, spikes kind of come up and start to like move and twist. And just like a lot of uh, obstacles start to appear and like, uh, you know, flamethrowers shooting out of grates and like uh, darts shooting and just like like a full on terror obstacle course. And on the top of the fight, you see uh, like the words form. The meat grinder. El Tigre is going to kind of, uh, he's going to start doing a little dance there. Kind of, uh, I'm going to assume that there's like music that plays, uh, as the sure. combine. Okay. He's kind of like dancing with the music there, doing little, uh, you know, twirls and all that. And, uh, he has this speaker system kind of set up to his suit. So he'll play like a tiger snarl and do like a pose and kind of, <laughs> and kind of just pose his way up to the, uh, where they're supposed to stand to fight. Nice. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So at one end, there is a um, pedestal uh, that there's stairs up to and you get a, a kind of like if you've ever seen like the more advanced Pokemon battles where they're like they're on like either end in these little sort of pods and then they're, you know, the whole ground changes or whatever. So you're like on one end and then he stands up at the other end. But you're meant to like enter into the meat grinder, if you will. Um and you do all of your poses. Everyone's freaking out. Like, uh, you know, I think before you came down here, you had to do like a handful of fights elsewhere. 
uh, to kind of create this persona. Um, even some of those fights might have just been straight up faked. And like you guys just like videoed you doing awesome stuff. Uh, and also because you have the peacekeepers behind you, they could have just straight up faked it as well digitally. Um, and and so people like here have already got a sense of who you are, even though it not, might not be real. Uh, so the announcer comes out and they start like, on this corner, we have El Tigre. The master of the. And he like looks at his notes. What is El Tigre the master of? The master of flash and uh, dazzle. Razzle and the dazzle. The master of flash and dazzle. The king of the ring. The lord of luchador. El Tigre. As he's doing this, El Tigre is like flipping out and like doing all kinds of cool poses. Awesome. And then he's like, in the other corner, we've got the one, the only, the wolf. He will huff. He will puff. He will blow your head off. He is the killer, the wolf. And he's just standing there. He's like, he doesn't put on any pomp. He just has his cloak on. But somehow there's like a wind blowing right on him so that he's, he's got his arms crossed, but his cloak is like flipping backwards in the wind. Uh, with that, we're going to cut back to Clarence. Uh, Clarence, you are sitting and all of a sudden um, Kaiser his attendant tells him something and his face totally changes and it's obvious whatever this thing he told him is is not good at all um do you want to read his mind to find out that information or what do you do yeah i'm feeling lucky <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh uh which is it read a tell read a tell baby um 11 not doing bad uh, what secrets are they hiding also? Yeah, that's fine. Um, well, so I get two. You don't have to ask them both right now. I mean, you can if you True. want to. Uh, so immediately what you hear in his mind is what he's hearing from this other guy, which is, sir, when we were trying to find CL3 uh, off or it was made clear that he has been found in one of the lavatories and he is currently missing his head. And that at that moment, that's when his face went from like slightly smiled to shit. <laughs> um, and is there anything else you want to know uh, about this situation at the moment from his perspective? Why is he freaking out about this? Uh, it doesn't have any connection with him, does it? Or does it? Well, so kind of what you get a sense of quickly is that um, the person who owns him is going to be pissed. And that person is a like influential person. Um, you're not sure, but you think that maybe that person is sort of being the middleman for his uh, ascension, if you will. Um, and you do pick up that that person's name is Tannis Blaine. And that was, uh, you haven't, you've seen him in the audience. He's blonde with like supernaturally blue eyes. Uh, and his envoy, uh, the white haired, light skinned man was always with him. <laughs> well, uh, clearly I have, uh, clearly he's not available. 
Yes. Uh, he is not available. In fact, I I must uh, I must go attend to something. So, um, was there anything you needed urgently? Otherwise, I'm going to go. No, I I think. Um, see you next fight tomorrow. Yes, of course. Uh, um, Becker, get him his his payout. Uh, I will see you tomorrow, Psychomancer. Great job. Uh, also, good job to you. And he points to the um, to your like handler trainer person. And then he quickly rushes out of the room. Uh, did you want to use your other hold before he leaves? Um, what do they intend to do? Uh, right now? Mm-hmm. Um, he intends to try and like save his relationship with Tannis somehow. Probably by finding the killer, at least, or maybe offering to compensate him or maybe even uh, rig a fight or something like he's like running through his mind of like different ways he could sweeten the deal for Tannis, essentially. I mean, if you have a clone, you might as well just clone him. Maybe it's not that easy. So with that, um, do you just get up and leave? What does Clarence do? I guess I am going to get up and leave. I do kind of want to see. Um, I kind of want to go down to the bathroom where this happened and see. I don't have psychometry, do I? You do not. But you do have thought form, so you could go to your room and then just float down there. Sounds good to me. Okay, so you go back to your room. Uh, you meet up with Tuck, and he kind of starts asking you questions as if like he's expecting you to not remember anything. How do you respond to this? Uh, that's a good meeting. Yes. Uh, my name is Clarence. I'm well aware. Oh, <laughs> that's good, man. I was a little worried, you know. I, I don't know. You know, anyway. Uh, One could say I'm getting used to things. Well, that's cool. Um, you know, your boy is about to fight uh, right now. Actually, he's in the ring already. Well, I didn't uh, even know he was a fighter. I thought he was just a fan. All right. Oh, no, he's like mildly famous on the surface. Uh, El Tigre, he goes by. He's the, the, the Lord of Luchador, the King of the Ring. I kind of like him. He's pretty cool. I mean, you know, he's nothing compared to you, but you know what I mean. You don't need to kiss my ass. I'm, I, I, I'm. Oh, good. I, I, don't, I don't have any investment in this other than, um. Honestly, it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty creepy. But uh, okay, cool. So, did you did you find the thing that you were looking for that we can't talk about? What was I supposed to be looking for? And uh, do you try to like read his mind or anything? He's yes. making a face as if he's like trying to project his thoughts to you. He's okay, like, yes. He's like, you know, the cube with all of your memories in it. Do I trust Tuck? And why? Uh, I think this time around you don't, but you obviously he knows a lot. <laughs> why did I trust? I'm thinking to myself, why did I trust you? Of course, my little sidekick is going to be a basically a living microchip. Goodness. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I don't entirely know what you're Ooh. talking about. Uh, would you like to roll a uh, total recall? Sure. That's grit, right? 
It is great, yeah. Total recall it. I see the surface of Mars. I didn't even know Mars existed. This behind. <laughs> do, do, do. What'd I roll? A six. Oh no. Uh, I'd let you spend a sanity if you want to pump that up to a seven. Or you could use a quick or a wild card to get a full success. I'll just use sanity. Okay, great. So you uh, so you get a hold one. Uh, you can learn one thing you're missing, remember something useful for now, or learn a few things that are less useful, or take no harm. Learn one thing I'm missing. Okay, uh, so all of a sudden you have this kind of like flash, and you find yourself uh, in the locker room, um, but it's like a different part of the locker room, and you think maybe this was like kind of earlier in your time here. Um, and you're talking with Tuck and Tuck's like, I know, man, this is crazy. I, this, this life is crazy. Uh, and he lifts up his, his, um, pant leg. And you see that he's got this thing around his ankle, this silver metal bracelet with like a, a blinking light on it. And he's like, I've been down here for three years. I haven't even seen the freaking sunlight. And, I mean, you're you're probably the nicest fighter that I've that I've been with, and you know I I, I know that they did something to you, man. Uh, I'm not supposed to say though. He's seeing kind of what you can do, and so he's like looking at you really intensely, and you get this sense like he's trying to reach out to you with his mind. Okay, I reach out to him, uh, and he's like, "Can you hear me? Is is this thing on?" I am kind of good at this. Yes, I can hear your thoughts. Oh, okay, great. I don't think they can track our thoughts. Uh, I'm pretty sure they steal your memories, man. Like, I remember when you came in, like, the first time, and you were way different. You you were, like, really kind of, uh, I don't know, like, more aggressive and, like, more, like, sure of yourself. And... You were like throwing shit around with your mind and it was kind of scary. I don't even know how they stopped you. Um, but then, yeah, you like walked out and you're like there, you're on the chain somehow. And yeah, and that's, that's what happened. And I, I don't know what they did, I, but I, I know that, that you were different when you went in and you were different when you came out. And I was thinking maybe if I help you find that thing and get that, that courage back, whatever, you had before. Maybe you could help me get out of here too. So I was kind of a big deal. I I don't know. You you came from outside of the wall though, and that hasn't happened in ages. What wall? The wall around the city, man. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that the city had a wall. Yeah, like the it's as tall as mountains, and it circles the whole city. Like people don't just come in and out. I mean, you have to you know, be in a flying vehicle of some kind, or they, they do have special transports, you know, that, that will take people in and out of the city, but it's very expensive. They, they don't want people coming in and out. But the crazy thing is, I heard that you flew over the wall. You just like, you were just there, like, all of a sudden, and, and that's- With what, wings? A jet? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you can move things with your mind. Why not yourself? Because it just feels unnatural. It's like 
trying to invert a bagel just doesn't work. Uh, isn't that just a sandwich? Exactly. It wouldn't be a bagel. Well, if, if you help me, I'll help you. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Deal, boss. And he kind of like gives you a salute. And then with that, you, you're back in your body and you're looking at Tuck. And I think for a second, you, you have a new like look in your eye towards him. Um, what, how do you respond to him? I'm working on it, Tuck. We're going to, and I think to my mind, we're going to get out of here together. Ah, oh, thank God you're back. I was so worried. Ah, great, great. Let's do this thing. And I think with that, you guys get on the elevator. Um, but stop we, pissing in my mojitos because like sometimes like people see them. I'm not drinking them. They start drinking them. It gets awkward. It's fun. <laughs> it, it's a good gift. I like it. I like it. But um, I don't drink them. And other people just accidentally sip on them. And, and uh, yeah. You, you know, I don't, the I don't worst really part is do that. They like it. They, well, well, who's pissing in the mojitos then? <laughs> I don't know, but I just make really good ass mojitos. I, I, I don't drink. I don't know. Something in my head always just says, you shouldn't do that. And I just hear a word like bake lands and then it just floats away. I don't know. Okay. And I think with that, we're going to cut back to, uh, to silent Monday. Um, with a quick check-in with Doc. So, Doc, are you staying in that room? What's your exit strategy? Just get out as quickly as possible. Okay. Um, uh, ro- roll me a quick uh, face danger to stealthily exit the room. All right. Oh, no. Um, I think that would be a good thing to... Um, I rolled a five, which is definitely a failure. <laughs> and I think that kind of makes sense because all he did was throw some change and kind of sneak in the room. <laughs> and he just tries to, to leave, but maybe they're still right there waiting to get in. <laughs> yeah, I think what happens is the door, I imagine this is kind of like one of those sliding doors uh, yeah. and it slides to the left. And as you're like standing there, the two guys who are both head and shoulders above you are like, hey, what the hell are you doing in there? And then we're going to cut away to uh, to Silent Monday. Well, this um, isn't the way to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to get uh, we're going to cut over to Silent Monday. Uh, so Monday, all of the fanfare has gone uh, and the the lights ding down and the fight is on the the lights over the audience dim so that you can't hardly see them. It's bright down here. Uh, there's a lot of shadows cast by all these moving obstacles with like blades and everything everywhere. How do you enter into this fight? I think uh, Monday is going to kind of just stand and stare at him and kind of see what he's doing there. Okay. Uh, roll face danger then. Oh, there we go. Nice. So. You stand there and you're kind of like waiting for him to make the first move. And all of a sudden you feel this draft start to blow behind you and it starts to suck uh, towards him like incredibly strong. Uh, And I think you kind of like plant your feet 
how do you deal with this draft? Like what, what's happening? How are you overcoming the power of basically like a hurricane force wind pushing you towards him? I think in this case, Monday isn't going to resist. What he is instead going to do is act like he's moonwalking towards him very fast. <laughs> well, you're off the ground. So like literally you're on a pedestal above all of these dangers and he's trying to suck you into the dangers. Um, I think what he's going to do is he's going to. Uh, OK, what uh, is there like a particular one that he's pulling him towards? Um, right now, he's pulling you directly towards himself, who's at the opposite end of this sort of football stadium sized ring. Um, but between you, there's like fire, like flamethrowers. There's uh, spikes that are like coming up and down uh, from the ground, but also like sort of these wall spikes that are spinning, uh, kind of moving back and forth, sort of meat grinder style. Um, there are places where like uh, you saw before they're not currently going, but it looks like maybe there's uh, pressure triggered like arrows that shoot out. Just like the whole place is just a shit show. OK, and as you said, uh, Monday's airborne right now. Right. Is there anything for Monday to kick off of, say? Uh, Yeah, probably like one of the meat grinders or something else. OK, like, basically I... you're reacting with super fast reflexes. Okay, I think what he's going to do is he's going to use steel skin and bounce off of one of the spinning uh, meat grinders and fly towards uh, the wolf at high speeds. Okay. Yeah, so you're flying towards him. Is your goal to, like, intercept him in some way, or you're just going to, like, get get in distance of him? He's trying to close the distance and possibly knock the wolf into something in return. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you are within striking distance. Do you want to roll clash? Yep. And how are you attacking him? Uh, basically, Monday is going to kind of, since he's moving at high speeds there after bouncing off, essentially bouncing off of a uh, spinning bit, uh, he's going to try and get under him and then kind of kick the wolf towards uh, another meat grinder across the uh, next to him or something like that. Okay. Uh, so then I think with that, you could just do uh, face danger. All right. That's a 10. Okay. So you, uh, find yourself kind of sucked in almost like his gravitational field. And as you get close to him, uh, and you bounce off of this thing, it, it kind of looks like you're, you're wounded or something, but then you spin around in such a way that you kick him clear in his side as you come close to him and it sends him flying down into this meat grinder and uh and he seems to hit and there's like a cloud of smoke um but you didn't see where he lands i think uh while this is ha uh, when he sees the smoke monday is going to try and uh would it be survey your surroundings uh using his uh specialize uh, okay, so you get a plus one for your special okay. sort of night vision. Nice. Twelve. Uh, what is about to happen? Um, as you look around, uh, how do your eyes work? Do they let you see like infrared or some other light? Uh, low light, essentially. You can well, make out. Just low we'll light? say that he can make out shapes uh, in the smoke. 
Okay, I think then that would be more like infrared, like the... Because the infrared, you'd be able to see right through the smoke. Essentially, it's almost like x-ray vision. Okay. Um, because the red wavelengths will travel further, essentially. Right. Um, so when you open your this little crack in your visor, uh, in your face mask to see, um, you're able to see that he is not hurt, that he's standing on the ground, and he's getting an almost like a Kamehameha pose, and you can see... Um, sort of like little dust devils starting starting to form near him. Um, what do you do? Well, you have one more question. Um, let's see. What is of use or valuable to me here? Um, hmm. I mean, definitely, you know, there's the obvious things. All of the obstacles are, are useful for either of you um, or could be incredibly dangerous to either of you. Uh, I think... Uh, the other thing that's of use is like you, I think are getting a grasp of the nature of his ability. Um, you think he's some kind of, uh, psionic using the wind. Hmm. Okay. Is the smoke screen, like can the crowd really see well in the smoke or is it kind of a blind situation here? Yeah. The crowd can't see anything. And I'm going to assume like, the everyone wolf was like, <gasps> After he got, like, thrown down so quickly. And I'm going to assume the wolf can see just fine. Uh, I, I don't... You don't know. Okay. I think to test something, uh, Monday is going to face danger and charge... Uh, kind of try and get around him through the smoke uh, while he's doing his little Kamehameha pose and see how he reacts. Okay. That's a seven. Okay. Um, so you... Uh, so you set out and to do, or you, you do what you set out to do, but, uh, you either miscalculate, overestimate or flinch, which means I'll give you a worse outcome, a tough decision or a price to pay. Um, so, uh, or one of those, you don't have to do all three. I just kind of like to, uh, your worst outcome is you'd make it down here, but you accidentally, uh, get too close to a blade wall and take a little damage. Um, your tough decision is you get down here and cause him to turn and attack in the direction that you are. Uh, it misses you, but it will hit the audience because of the angle. Um, and the price to pay, I think as you come down, your weapon gets caught on something and is currently will be separated from you. You'll be able to retrieve it, but you won't have it in this moment. Hmm. There's a couple of decisions that are rather interesting. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the one where he hits the crowd. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you land and slide in into this area. Um, and everyone is like, kind of, <gasps> as you dip in, because it's just this cloud of, of dust and stuff. And you, there's this little of you entering it. Um, but as you get closer to him, all of a sudden you can see him like anticipate you and turn and do this sort of like Kamehameha type move. And as the, these two whirlwinds spin towards you, you're able to like kind of flip out of the way, but it hits one of these meat grinders and it picks the thing up and sends it flying and it lands square in the crowd. And you just hear screaming and like the, the announcer's like, we got the splash zone. Woo! <laughs> oh God. Everybody's just freaking. Oh, no. Everybody's just freaking out. It is terrible. Uh, but you know the people that aren't in the splash zone are like, yeah, woo! Uh, 
And and then you hear you hear like if you're sitting in seat 27B and you thought that the splash zone would be uh, seats section 42, you are a winner. Oh God! <laughs> and somebody stands up and like balloons fall on top of him, and you see like one million creds. Uh, oh jeez. Uh, so with that, uh, Silent Monday, whose whose objective in your sword. Uh, you know, your sword monk way of the sword is redemption. You must redeem yourself through acts of valor. Uh, I think that that probably weighs on you a little bit. In this case, it's going to activate his Schwartz Fury. Okay. Nice. And I believe uh, Monday is going to instantly go for his sword and try and uh, stop this as quick as he can. Okay. So with that... uh, Silent Monday reaches back and he grabs this small floating cylinder over his right shoulder. And as he like pulls it forward to swing it, it becomes what? Is it the blade? It's the katana. He's 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 trying to he just saw a bunch of people basically get meat grinded because of an attack. And he just wants to try and end this as quick as he can. Okay, so uh, with that, you dive into attack and we're going to cut over to uh Clarence. So Clarence, you uh, enter your your pod, I guess, again, um, and you float yourself down uh, in your astral form to this um, bathroom where you overheard that that this uh, Esper was killed. And as you enter this area in your astral form, you see that there are a few security people in there. One of the um, the people that works for Kaiser directly is is in there, and they're all kind of like looking over this, talking about how it could have happened. Um, you notice that there is a uh, like this feeling, this strange feeling here. Would you like to survey the surroundings? Yes, sure. Ooh, five. Screw that. I'm going to survey my... I'll I'll burn a wild card. (laughs) Okay. As you look around, uh, you look past this body, and uh, you kind of see something, and as you get closer, you see the form of this body standing there in the astral-like plane, and he looks up at you and he goes, Hello. 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 So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch,